racked up a few big scores on the way, Noel, and uh, tonight was no different, I suppose. Finishing with 223 was great. The thing that struck me was your accuracy, the work rate of the lads, the panel performance, but your work without the ball was crucial at vital times in that opening half. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and, and we've had it all, all year. I mean, um, as I mentioned, there's a lot of leaders on that field, but there's a lot of lads, you know, a lot of talent. But they're, they're not afraid to put their shoulder to the wheel and work hard because, you know, without, without a good work ethic, you know, uh, we all know that type of player. But when, when you get what we have is good talent, top class, class talent, with, marry that with top class workmanship, it'll take a serious team to, uh, to, to beat them. Well, I know before you put the bib on you, these Thomastown lads took a bit of pain. Some people felt it might have been a bit early for them to go up senior, but here we are now. You've guided them all the way to Croke Park with a massive run through Kilkenny, through Leinster, and uh, Zach has uh, just been saying her to the reporters and Eddie, um, you've done the job. Yeah, look, it's it's super to to get over the line, you know. Um, there's been a lot of heartache there for this team. And to be fair, you know, th- there's a lot of these players have come through who haven't maybe that same baggage as some of the older players had. And they really, um, <clears throat> they, you know, they help push on the older players. I mean, they brought in that real vibrant kind of energy to the to the whole setup, and uh, it was key to pushing them over the line. I mean, these guys won the under twenty one um, in twenty two, and 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 that really kind of you know gave them the confidence that they're used to winning in, in Nolan Park and used to winning big games, and they were tight games, and that stood to them, and you know. A long time since John Jeff Earl under 21. He played over his skin tonight. I think he's 36 now. Played his first match with Thomas Town as a 16-year-old. Yeah, I think I actually I remember the year he came on. I was still playing myself. Um, but um, yeah, John Joe's after having a super year. You know, got a new lease of life there. Kind of moved out to the middle of the field, and he's been a real midfield general there. You know, he's really linked up well. Uh, he's cool under pressure, and John Joe's. If you're going to battle, he's one of the first lads you want on your team sheet. You know, you're a proud man tonight, a Galway man, Thomas Town. I think there'll be a statue put beside Ollie Walsh down the hill with Thomas Town. Will there? <laughs> <laughs> I'd have to put it up myself. I'd say, uh, no, very proud, very proud of the players, and super honoured, honoured to be in this position for the players and the management. I mean, they've Sean Kelly, uh, James Gittins, John Brennan, Desi Walsh. Um, you know they've been super all year, and and, and it goes on. You know Bear Walsh, or sorry, <laughs> Bear Donnelly, and uh, Fiona Canell, and it goes on. Andy Murphy. It just there's a big team behind us, and and without them we wouldn't be here. Okay, well before I let you go, another went to switch off the lights. Zach, well done. A great night for yourself. Proud moment, and I know you're an all-round sportsman, but nothing better than winning a, a trophy in Croke Park with your parish, with your team. Yeah, you're 100% right there. Um, it's an unbelievable feeling. As soon as the final whistle went, like you just you're filled with joy and just thrilling especially with these bunch of lads we're all so tight and we have to laugh and everything it just makes things so much better You had a few injuries during the year but my god were you fit for tonight? I did yeah I was lucky enough to get back in time and obviously Brian O'Hanahan was unfortunate enough to break the wrist there in the Leinster final or Leinster semi-final whatever um, but yeah I was lucky enough I just got over the injury persevered through and uh, come here today and yeah. Well, well done. And Eddie, before I do let you go, you'll probably tell me you're the best of the Donnellys. There's a good few Donnellys on that team, but uh, collectively a brilliant panel performance. Great to win on Ireland with all the lads you grew up with and some of the fellas you looked up to when you were growing up because there's a few experienced lads in there, but some fine performances tonight. Ashford Sunria, yeah. Uh, I don't know if I've been the best Donnelly. I'm certainly the youngest anyway, so I've a bit to live up to yet, but uh, no. Well, I have to say you were excellent tonight at centre back, so well done. Uh, I don't yeah, I wasn't marking anyone all year, so <laughs> I wasn't too bad. <laughs> but no, uh, unreal, yeah. The group of players we have. Here are just it's the best bunch of group I've ever or best bunch of lads I've ever been involved with. Just 
we go down training there twice a week and the crack we have is just unreal just, we play a match we do drills we all hop off each other and then have a laugh going off so just crack great crack the best, best year I had in my life so I love it OK well enjoy the celebrations tonight well done lads and bringing us on the journey to Croke Park well done on the win and great night for Thomastown don't forget to go home no later on tonight and thanks to everybody here in Croke Park for facilitating us in the press officer congratulations well done Sound random, thanks Eddie well done lads I played minor hurling for Kilkenny so like that's a fair standard to be stuck down in junior with that calibre of player and like those lads were made for that pitch out there you know we haven't got a sod like that even if you recall back there was a lot of rain last October even at county final time for all the good work that was going into Nolan Park they were under pressure to keep it in that shape so like it was a carpet out there today and sure look it was like a playground for our forwards once they got out on it I counted I think we five maybe six starters that had played in Crow Park before and look at even though the other lads haven't played they can lean on that they know like they're not you know going up with a bunch of lads like it wasn't our first time there was no one out on the pitch beforehand looking around in awe or you know taking selfies or losing the run of themselves you know but they were very professional about how they went about their business we said like Walter actually spoke to the group and he said you're going up to Dublin to play a match on a hurling pitch and you know that's the way I think you have to approach it if you came up here and you got sidetracked about the Crow Park issue you wouldn't be long turned over Keen, congratulations. That's a terrific day for Tuller Rossbergen, but on the detail, men's were man of the match. Congratulations. And that's your surprise. You didn't know you won that. Pat Connell <laughs> on the telly. Yeah. You got it on the radio. Listen, well done. It was a brilliant performance. Ah, look, 1 to 15 was a brilliant performance. Not even 1 to 30, 1 to 35, and then management included. It's been the same all year, just a, a big team effort, you know. Like, Mick came in and started here. Brilliant. Unbelievable. Revolutionary. Like, he's light years ahead compared to what's in Kilkenny I just know that from the way Wexford they're forward thinking stuff like that everything his trends are brilliant his minute detail or attention to detail is, is phenomenal but look just on the day everything went well and thank God got over the line Dream start Dream start we've been doing it a lot this year it's kind of kind of our thing nearly um, but look Dream start you know it's always a big help hard when you, when you build up a lead especially like that especially because the team can't sit back then they have to come after you and it opens up gaps but look Everything worked out in the day, that's all. I'm just delighted everything worked out, that's and, all. And the goals came at the right time because you were in control and that really took the game by the scruff of the neck. Ah, yeah, exactly. Like the, We had him in, in serious bother on their puck out. You know, their goalie, we'd studied him a good bit. He's well able to, to distribute the ball, but we worked in, we worked hard on it and getting out and resetting. But look, we got a good few scores off it in the first half and they're under serious pressure. Obviously, they, they wisened up a bit the second half, but the damage was kind of done the first half. But look, just homework was done well. Everything went right on the day, you know. You just had to do what you had to do then in that's the second it, half. That's it, just not, nothing stupid, yeah, nothing stupid. You know, get over the line. That's it. By, win by any means. You know, just it, it means a hell of a lot. I know it was uh, two of the lads. I think it was uh, Patton and uh, Wally. Uh, yeah, yeah, Wally. Wally the two were the last two lads in So two, two older lads. But uh, Wally had a few students out there, a few past students, yeah. and uh, but collectively a great panel performance. Ah, look, it's, it's special. I can remember the last All Ireland. I actually didn't get to see, but I remember I was only fourteen at the time. I can remember the excitement in the parish. I was actually skiing at the time, so I didn't get to see it. But I remember the boys talking to the boys after they talk. It, like you know, you'd be talking about bloody for, finals that you'd been in before and heard and whatever general talk. And they always just said that was one that got away from them. And today, thank God, it was we, we weren't letting it happen, and it didn't. Everything went right for us on the day. And well, that's all you can ask. All forward score from play, defence did well, midfield. Jamie yeah. and Coleman did very, very well. You yourself, right? You know, you shared it, and you're not taking all yeah. the credit. You got a point from play at the start, a sideline, a free, a sixty-five. The only thing you were missing was a goaler. You had to complete. Yeah, you were complete there, but didn't look like it, man. But you got plenty enough. Yeah, I should. Hey, I should have scored a goal. I should have bloody scored a goal. I know. I'm actually raging to be honest. This is a, this is a small consolation. You done well. You done well. Pat will be talking about that for the rest of his life, unfortunately. So we have to listen to him. But look, 
All I care is the trophies going back to Tuller. That's the main thing, isn't it? Uh, well, listen, yeah, Keen, yeah. well done, congratulations. Cheers. And well done on the detail, men's match. You got a nice 200 euro voucher for yourself. There's a call to Carolyn, High Street, and Kenny during the week. Get the Fair photograph play. taken and yeah, get yourself yeah. a nice new suit or something. <laughs> Fair play. A pair of jeans will go straight. I might need a few, might need a few new pairs of jeans after this weekend. Okay, where's the nice. celebration tonight? Shrines, I suppose, if we get back there in a reasonable time, hopefully. And then, sure, we'll see. Please, God, Thomastown will get out there and win. And we'll, we'll be drinking with them on, on Monday in, in, in December. So that's the main thing. Okay. Kenny first. Well, listen, well done. You did a fantastic performance. Much. Well done Fair to the team. And thanks for joining us. Thanks a million. Appreciate it. Good man. Cup with a good turnout of a crowd and you know we were good in patches alright I agree uh, and Carlo had their patches as well and probably a big improvement from the Carlo performance that was during the week as well in fairness to them but look it's the Walsh Cup competitive we're delighted with the win yeah oh, competitive game good game of hurling clean game of hurling uh, I suppose good day for it as well you uh, had a few you had a few debutants as well start a three had a couple yeah I, I didn't I wasn't sure to count uh, I just picked what was in front of Sprat, me Sprat told me he was three yeah, anyway he's Liam, never Liam wrong he'll never be wrong as, as I say yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that could have been five no Liam three five it's all the same to Liam but yeah no, delighted to get new lads onto the field as well and you know, and uh, a couple of experience has around them as well to, to guide them through the day. And they did well, and you got a few nice goals. Uh, Lee got a cracking goal started uh, midway through the first half. Penalty took it well, took got into the driving seat. To be fair, the Carlo they competed well and they, they put it up to you at times. They did, yeah. I looked there's a couple of there's a couple of parts of my our play now that I wouldn't be happy with. That I need to work on during the week, uh, and then give away too much frees as well on the other side. Of it. I think the free count could be you know, twelve scored frees from Marty Cavanagh. I don't know what it was. Yeah, game, but I think it was ten he had on a sixty-five. Yeah, you're yeah, not far out there. Yeah, yeah. sort of thinking that from the sideline, but uh, wouldn't be happy with that. Uh, both in fairness, the Carlo. They're, they're well due they're 18 or 19 points uh, you know and it's a good competitive game and, and I said that'll be great to, to the debutants and the guys the couple of lads have been on the fringe pan the last year or two they've been crying out for games got a game today so it's, it's also good for them OK you're off to Kilkenny next week of course we're Carlo Kilkenny Radio yes. so you're off to Kilkenny next weekend so no rest for the wicket so you look forward to that because always good old battles with Kilkenny and Wexford so another intralling contest next weekend Always is yeah delighted to get it uh, another game another competitive game before we get into the league and then we have Kilkenny on the 4th of February in the league up in Nolan Park so we'll see enough of them now in the next couple of weeks to do us a little while more until we get the championship but uh, yeah no matter what they go up there it's never easy and okay. it's always a good game of hurling no matter what Kilkenny have I know that there was a lot of lads caught with the club championship there or the last night and next weekend as well but no matter what 15 come out from Kilkenny it's, you, you, learn, you learn your ball up there Yeah and Derek was telling us last week in Carlow that they were at it a while and they were doing a little bit of work for the last few weeks where Carlow hadn't a lot of work done they're running home off a holiday as you probably know that's not making an excuse but uh, how long are you at it with Wexford Keith have you a few weeks under your belt with some of the lads with the debutants and that or are you just at it a couple of weeks yeah, ago Yeah we're back on the 24th of November yeah. uh, you see we're I suppose the, the way the club championship ran up here you have hurling for a block and then you have a block of football and uh, in fairness to the lads the, the regular lads need a break as well okay. you know I need to start to recharge the battery and you know I suppose uh, Kilkenny haven't got the football to worry about up there that much you know so he might have got a couple of extra weeks under his belt but look we could be playing catch up to him at this time of year but we'll uh, the lads are in good form training hard and sure the more competitive matches you get now the better OK you're enjoying life so far and in your early stages of Wexford but uh, that's a nice yeah. way to get off 2024 I'll, anyway and you'll I'll have en- Carlo again in the championship it, in the summer I'll, I'll enjoy it now after, <laughs> after the match is done yes uh, we'll have Carlo again exactly I was talking to Tom Mullally Tom was a selector of Wexford with us and I think it was 08 or 09 with Colin Bonner so I'd know Tom of old but 
he said uh, we'll see you again and he was all smiles and sure yeah we'll have that journey up to, to Dr. Yeah. Dr. Dr. Gullen Park yeah certainly will well listen we wish you well in your Wexford uh, management career yes. well done on the win today and we look forward to seeing you in Kenny next weekend and certainly in Carlo in the championship uh, come the summer that'll be a sellout it said that you can't do better than Wexford and Carlo and it's great oh. to see Carlo as it was back at the top table that's good and look plenty of good hurdles in it as well you know and they showed it there today and like as I said we have a bit of work to do uh, I'm sure Carlo will get a lot of work done between now and then as well I know they're on their holidays uh, a well deserved holiday at that uh, you know and it's the right time of year for us so that'll stand to Carlo as well there today and they'll learn a bit from it as well OK Keith great to see you look forward to seeing thanks you again next weekend and thanks very much stuff. Thank, you. Man, thank you now we'll follow on here and we'll get a group with uh, Tom Mullally if we can't hear lads if you just keep an eye I'll be back in there live in two minutes time if I grab Tom thank you thanks very much Brendan yeah Keith we had to kind of kind of move forward from there like you know looking back today again like there was some really good strong individual performances you feel that also come on now and get the benefit out of that week's training that they've had on the belt now as well since you come back from Morocco well it's important for us I mean like, we have to move forward the holidays are, are over and done with now and, and, and I suppose this is one of three competitions that we're, that we're in for the year but it mightn't have been huge on, in, in terms of, of priorities definitely the game time was for us and um, I think yes Kilkenny as much as Kilkenny hit, 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 hit the ground running and, and things like that like for us there was a lot of learnings out of the game itself today we brought some of them forward and bit by bit I mean that's that's all we can do is kind of kind of take every game as it comes and and try and learn and kind of move forward and, and improve for the next day. Tom, happy enough, I suppose. You just mentioned about Kenny there, but the lads' application there for Carlos supporters here, the people felt there was a lot of positives to take out of Wexford Park today. Ah, oh, no, there was Brendan. Yeah, to be fair, um, like obviously our conversion rate was probably a little bit better than than it was against Kenny. We still have to improve probably from a speed point of view, and there's there's elements of the game there that maybe maybe Wexford got on top of us in. But you I mean it is the, it is around the middle of January, so to be fair to the lads, their applications are excellent this week and excellent in in, in general from the front time we've come back. Busy enough week, like it was Kenny and. I know you had a bit of a run out uh, during the week as well another challenge match and today so you know you're, you're hitting the ground running as such I know you're not back too long you said it to Jerry a moment ago from the Nationalist that you forget about the holiday and now it's up and running you have three competitions to come up and they're coming fairly fast that's round two of the Walsh Cup first round of the league is it's just over a fortnight away it is and that's where we really know where, where we're at like at, at the minute you mean Kilkenny were trying out players Wexford are trying out players today we're trying to get game time kind of into our own lads so in, in, in terms of real competition it, it's probably not not at that stage yet I mean, so, but it's going to come quick enough and it's going to come probably the first it'll be the first weekend of February and we're, we're well aware the, of, of the date that the league starts and, and that's what we're kind of aiming to try and get ourselves somewhere right first and I suppose once we play the first game in that in, in the league we'll, we'll know exactly where we're at then and whether we're on target or kind of whether there's work still to be done like you know Yeah and the, the rules of this competition allow you that you can empty the bench you got a few lot of runs into lads the other night against Kenny but certainly in Wexford today and I, I think to be fair anyone got the chance to, to, to certainly put in a 100% effort they gave it their all Ah yeah no I, I wouldn't disagree with that like everyone's trying and I mean, probably the, despite we probably didn't create that many goal chances, which we haven't over the course of two games. But we'll work on that as well and, and see. We've we've coughed them up, all right, the other end, and that's that's an area that, that we have to kind of hone in on and kind of try and, and 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 get a little bit stronger and better at. Like you know, did you feel you should have been a little bit closer at half time? Lots of Carlos supporters did feel that. I spoke to some former Wexford players working with Southeast Radio, Tom Dempsey, Billy Byrne. They felt Carlos should have been a hell of a lot closer at half time. We were just a bit unfortunate, I suppose. Ah, yeah, but to be fair, the goal, the first goal, he uh, took it well. Yeah, took it well, and and the second. One was intercepted, so like that's that's the nature of it. You mean if if kind of people capitalise on, on on our errors, then then that's credit to them. You mean and stuff that way. So I I I think overall the result was probably a fair result. Probably showed where where Wex are at. They've, they've they've hit the ground running with a with with Keith there and stuff like that. So that'll be it'll it'll be important probably for Hurling in general that Wexford hit hit the ground running this year. Obviously we hope it's just not today that they play us in the in the, in the Leinster Championship. That's oh. all. They can oh. do what they want after that. Okay, your aerial ability was great with Carlo over the last number of years, Tom. And certainly today there was a few good balls won there in the air, and you worked the ball 
ball well and you tried to do different things as you said and moved it well final third against Kilkenny tonight broke down a little bit but that comes with not having much done on that today it was a hell of a lot better but uh, you did get chances and uh, you worked carried the ball well and put the passes together but just gave away a little bit of possession easily at times but that will all come yeah I would hope so I mean look like the bottom line it has to come I mean because like for us we're, we're kind of starting we're like we're, we're starting 10-15 points behind most of these teams based off of last year so it, the challenge for us is, is to try and make up that every mistake they'll capitalise on I mean like like teams who are, who are who have moved the intent of, of kind of winning Leinster titles or kind of winning Lee McCarthy titles you I mean that's that's at a different level we're, we're kind of we're, we're kind of trying to break into the in, in, into the ground floor there I mean and stuff that way so we have to we, we'll have to improve our game I mean but that's the challenge we're all well aware of that and, and, and we're up for it and we'll kind of go at it like and take it from there The Gulf has always been there with Division 1 and teams coming up from the Joe McDonough level and normally as you say 14-15 to be a fair reflection wouldn't it? 100% there's nothing new in that yeah. and, and yeah. The, the challenge is for us where how how we can kind of I suppose reduce that 15 points down and give ourselves some kind of a chance of getting something out of, out of, out of a couple of, couple of games over the course of the year like you know OK well listen before you do go it was a big night for Kilkenny clubs last night Tuller Ross Burke winning the All-Ireland Junior and of course Thomas Town winning the Intermediate I'm sure as a Kilkenny man you're happy with that you'd rather have Glenn Moore were there I suppose but at the end of the day it's a good win for Kilkenny Hurling and got two great runs during the year and you that has been involved in the AB Club Championships over the years you've probably enjoyed them no, it's huge. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for the God. Both both got across the line and and gave huge performances, which which is good to see. So congratulations, Tuller, and congratulations, Thomas. It's great to see it, and we'll see. We'll see. I suppose 2024 they'll be stepping up a little bit and and, and take it on from there. Like you know, well, Lachlan's for the treble next weekend. Not going to be simple. St. Thomas's. You were there with Rangers a few years ago. Never simple. Windham, Tom. I know you were there with Nace this year, but a very very competitive competition. So Lachlan's out next Sunday. Yeah, it's great though. It's, mm. it's been great for clubs and, and and it's very good for club players. You mean and stuff like that. And it, it shortens the winter for supporters. And you mean. I mean, it's coming into January, and like you're talking about, about three clubs here from Kilkenny playing and kind of in in in, in all Ireland club competitions. That's that's fantastic for the county. I mean, and stuff that way. Um, and the Dixborough girls, we better not forget them either. They have theirs yes. done and dusted as well. Exactly, done Tom, and dusted. Exactly. Well done on the gallant performance. Today. We look forward to working along with you during the year in the league and in the championships. And thanks for taking time out and having a word because I believe we interrupted your your, your post match dinner there, Tom. So thanks very much I for having a word. Have dessert, Brendan, yeah, didn't exactly, have the dessert yeah, yet. Yeah. Come on yourself. Thanks very much. Now Jim Bulger has having a quick word us here before we do hand back to the studio. Jim, uh, good evening and good to see you in Wexford. I know you're a busy man and we spoke to Ger about the draw. So yeah. the car draws in a couple of days, time eight days for people left to buy tickets. And uh, you're kind of going out of Wexford with a, bit of a smile on your face today. Carla were defeated, but uh, Tom was positive enough when he's taking a lot of positive out of that performance. Ah, yeah, big step up from Tuesday night. And obviously, you know, got the cobwebs out after the trip to Morocco. So pretty impressed by the, the lads that got, all of them got game time as well over the two matches. So it's, it's very encouraging competition for places which is great to have and that's healthy for us going forward certainly is uh, it's going to be a busy place Netwatch Cullen Park of course mentioned to Tom the hurlers away on the fourth the, w- the footballers away at the Tipperary the league is up and running but Kildare are playing their home games in Netwatch Cullen Park as well so you're in for a busy few weeks with uh, Carlo GA we, we are we are and, and we're looking after the neighbours as well yeah. so and I know Kildare would have done that for us as well so it's a unique situation and uh, not too many other of our neighbours will be renovated to that extent There's a few, a few big future. matches coming anyway Jim oh, There is a few big matches and it's great to have them and it adds a bit of excitement and a buzz to the town and like Dunny Gall are coming down on St. Patrick's weekend so there's, the hotels are quite busy I believe because of that but you know? yeah. Yeah. Excellent, well anyway if anyone wants to win everyone's looking to buy cars and get loans and that but there's a car worth 45 and a half grand uh, up for grabs of Volkswagen with car 
Carlow County Board eight, eight uh, days to get your tickets so yeah. 20 quid one ticket 50 quid for three tickets so you get seven for 100 quid good value yeah. Jim ah, your final so. push now your final word on KCLR go for it ah, Jim yeah, look, no, <laughs> we just we, we appreciate your support it's the, the price point is very good and I, uh, you I never bought, know you're looking, you know, so that, that's great but Monday week is the cut off point and the following Saturday the 27th is the draw we'd hold that at Chidi's where we're we yeah exactly yeah. yeah so we're looking forward to all your support and a big push over the next week to uh, to, to try and maximise what we can get from okay. this you know and it'll be well invested obviously we're, we want to build a complex for the players out in Fene male, female juvenile the whole lot Excellent well listen yeah. it's a pleasure to see you in Chadwick Wexford Park I know you're doing some great work in there we look forward to working along with all the Carlo teams in the league uh, football and hurling in the coming weeks and certainly looking forward to the Leinster Senior Football Championship the Talton Cup and certainly the Leinster Senior Hurling Championship Kilkenny Wexford Dublin coming to Netwatch Cullen Park you couldn't ask for more away to Galway Salt Hill so maybe the Salt Hill hotels will be booked up with the Carlovians yeah, on the will. 21st of April well, We're looking forward to all of that and it'll be coming hot and heavy now and uh, that's the nature of it at the moment and we're looking forward to exciting times make the most of it come along and support your teams OK Jim thanks for having thanks. word with us thanks Brenda that's it that's Tom Mullally of Carlo Banishdor Senior Manager and Jim Bulger Chairman of the County Board and that's it from uh, Wexford Park and thanks to Keith Rossler for having word with us here with KSCLR also so back to yourself Robbie and Shane in the studio and uh, good evening from Wexford Park Now, Carlo GA are giving you the chance to kickstart your 2024 by winning a brand new Volkswagen T-Rock. All you have to do is enter before January 22nd to be in with the chance of winning. To explain how you can enter and all the details around this, I'm delighted to be joined on the phone line right now by Carlo GAA PRO, Ger Dyle. Ger, thanks for joining me on the show. How are you? I'm great, Robbie. Thanks very much and thanks for having me. Uh, um, as you just said there, the, the clock is ticking on the car draw and we want to make sure... Anybody who wants to get involved in this uh, knows all about it and knows how to buy a ticket because uh, time is running out and we don't want to see anyone missing out on the opportunity to get a ticket in the draw because we know there's a huge amount of support out there for Carla GA and there are people wondering how they can get their hands on a ticket because it's, um, it's a very attractive draw and a great prize uh, and there's four or five other prizes that are very uh, exciting as well as the, as the car. Yes, certainly, yeah. And I suppose, Ger, for you, you're the one with the knowledge here, I suppose. So how can people enter? How can people get involved with this raffle? Well, first of all, every club in the county has an allocation of tickets. So if anyone knows any of the officers of their club, just get in touch with them and they should be able to give them any amount of tickets. Um, then the officers of the county board all have tickets to sell. Uh, and again, anyone who's aware or are familiar with, with the, the county board officers can get in touch with them and, and we'll fix them up. There's also tickets in the office in, in Dr. Cullen Park any day during the week from 9 o'clock in the morning to half 2 in the afternoon. Uh, the office is open and anyone who wants to pop in there uh, can pick up a ticket themselves. We also have them online um, on our website. It's uh, ie and uh, that's accessible to all who wants to go in on the internet and, and Google the Carlo website. Uh, we also have a presence on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook and it's been advertised on all of those social media forums as well. So there's a vast array of ways in which you can get a ticket and if anyone isn't on social media or isn't in a position to contact any uh, club or, or officer of the county board, they can always ring myself. My name is Jared Doyle and my number is 087 
Good stuff. So a lot of luck going on there, Ger. But obviously, a lot of people will, will want to know the reason for this fundraising. Um, a lot of uh, kind of widespread media coverage of the money that JP McManus is pumping into every single county board in the in the country. Uh, One million euro going to everybody, including Carlo, of course. So could you explain to myself and the listeners why you feel the need is there to fundraise, given that that money is being pumped in alongside all the other funding, of course. Absolutely, and thanks for the opportunity uh, to clarify that. Uh, the money from J.B. McManus, which is a very generous gift to uh, the GAA, is to the clubs of, of, of the country. So um, the, the money we've got, every county has got a million euros to distribute to their clubs. So uh, Carlow GAA, Carlow County Board, will be distributing that million pounds that we've received to all the clubs, the GAA clubs, Camogie clubs and ladies football clubs of the county uh, before the end of January. So that's great news for the clubs, but um, the county board, we have our own costs that we have to fund, and we won't be getting any money, any of that J.P. McMahon's money, I'm afraid. It's sad to say that uh, it's a very generous gesture, as I say, but the county board won't actually get any of that money. Okay, so that's... And what yeah. we need the money for is we have a fantastic facility in Fenna, our training centre in Fenna, which we developed about 15 years ago, um, at the time, we, we did up all the pitches, and um, at the time, unfortunately, the Celtic Tiger uh, collapsed, and we weren't able to complete the workout there. So we ended up with um, porta cabins as dressing rooms, and we now want to replace the porta cabins with permanent structures and proper dressing rooms and showers and spectator facilities. So that's what the money will be used for, and it'll be a very good cause because that facility in Fenna is used non-stop all through the year by girls and boys from six years of age up. We have go games there. We have cool camps. Um, uh, Coming and Bun School use it. Tomogi, uh, ladies football, all aspects of the GAA are using that facility all the time. Yeah, no, it really is a brilliant facility, I have to say. It's great to see um, that we now know kind of where you're hoping to put this money into in the form of the training centre over in Fenna. Um, Ger, I just want to touch on the senior hurlers and footballers, their season coming up, but is there anything else you'd like to say about the raffle that people may be unaware of? Uh, Well, the the senior hurlers are out today in um, Wexford Park playing uh, Wexford in the Welsh Cup, and they're looking forward to... uh, Moving on from the game we had during the week against Kilkenny and putting in a strong performance, no doubt. Then their league will start at the beginning of February um, with away, an away game against Kerry. The footballers will start with a, an away game against Tipperary on the 27th of January. Mm. So there's an awful lot of activity coming down the tracks for all our, all our teams. And um, they're, they're, the team, they're the people who are using the facility in Fenna as well for, for training. Uh, we have six teams in training at all times this time of year, uh, senior hurling, under-20 hurling and minor hurling, senior football, under-20 football and minor football. So you have six teams using the facilities in China. Uh, almost every night of the week, the facility has been used. So again, that's why we need to develop our facilities in China and, and upgrade the standards there. Brilliant stuff. Well, Ger, thanks ever so much for taking time out of your day to chat with me about it today. And um, the best luck with the raffle and we'll have full details across today and across the week on KCLR. That's great, Robbie. Thanks very much. And the best of luck to everybody who enters the draw. Thank you. How are you?
you now. Last hour of the show. It's Juicy Boy number one, Shane, joined by Juicy Boy number two, Robbie. Say hello, Robbie. Hello. It's still one all in the Manchester United and Tottenham Hotspur game. Richarlison and Rasmus Hoyland getting the goals for their respective sides. So we'll keep you updated on that throughout the rest of the show before we hand over to Nathalie Lennon. I'm going to hand over, though, to the only person that we can talk to about all things NFL from the Irish NFL show. Colm Cronin joins us on the line. Colm, how are you, sir? Very well. Uh, great to be joining you, lads. It's the best time of the year to be an NFL fan. The Super Wild Card weekend. We had two games last night, two games tonight, and thanks to the weather, two games tomorrow night. Yeah, the, the weather is after playing an absolute uh, stinker on things. Patrick Mahomes, he's blaming his helmet cracking on the, the coldness and so forth. What's exactly going on over there? Yeah, so I, I was listening there, obviously, to the news and talking about the uh, the status yellow weather warning we have here. Well, that is nothing in comparison to the temperatures that they faced in Kansas City last night, Chain. It was minus four degrees Fahrenheit, which translates to minus 20 degrees Celsius. They basically played a game during the beast from the east. But to add to that, they had a wind chill factor, which reduced it to mind the equivalent of minus 32 degrees Celsius. Oh, so, come on. Yeah, the, uh, unbelievable. Like, uh, I mean, it's absolutely kind of ridiculous stuff. Um, the the coldest game that's ever been played in Arrowhead Stadium, which is one of the oldest stadiums uh, in there. It doesn't touch, obviously, uh, the likes of, say, Croke Park over here. But Arrowhead has been hosting football for about 60 years, and they've never had a game like it. So, yeah, certainly an interesting one. And obviously, the, we- the weather will get to it, I'm sure. has been a factor in the Bills against the Steelers game that has seen that game move. That was supposed to be kicking off in less than an hour's time, but it now will kick off tomorrow night instead. Um, when we talk about the uh, weather affecting certain teams, and it's particularly when it comes to, say, a ground-based uh, ball game, you know, it mightn't... Uh, you look at GEA and say, oh, well, winter hurling and summer hurling are completely different, and this hurler is a summer hurler, and this hurler is a winter hurler. NFL, in terms of the weather, did it affect any team negatively last night? Well, I suppose the interesting thing is that it, you know, the the perception is that it um, impacts the passing game the most, and the teams who are good on the ground, um, you know, should in some ways have an advantage, and that's what you expect to see. Um, but Wade Phillips, uh, who famously uh, won the Super Bowl with the Broncos, uh, Super Bowl 50, and it was the defense that carried them. He said that the big advantage is in the passing game in, in cold weather because receivers know where they're going, whereas defenders have to change direction. And certainly uh, last night, the Chiefs offense was, it looked very good. I mean, it's really struggled at times uh, this this season, but it, it they had one of their best outings the Dolphins, some, you know, they, they aren't good in cold weather games, Shane, but more than that, uh, they were also hampered by injuries. They are absolutely ravaged by injuries, but their defensive coordinator, Vic Fangio, he's failed to beat Patrick Mahomes uh, now in the last eight times that he's faced off against him. Mahomes seems to be Vic Fangio's kryptonite, and the Chiefs will be very glad uh, to after an up-and-down season where their receivers have dropped the ball, Travis Kelsey has probably been in the headlines more for his relationship with Taylor Swift than for his achievements (laughs) on the football field. But last night, 
He looked more like himself, not quite back to where he was last year, but still a lot better than he was during that regular season. Um, in terms of your predictions, and I know that you'll be making them on the Irish NFL show, what way do you see the playoffs working out? Yeah, it's, got, it's going to be very an, an interesting one. I mean, t- tonight we, we have an Irishman taking to the field in the playoffs, which is pretty cool. There's Dan Whelan for the, the Packers. Going I was going to ask you about yeah, he's. I mean, what, what a first season. The, the Packers, in fairness to them, they have gone all youth. They're the, the youngest team in the, the playoffs. Uh, the Texans are another team who, um, you know, showed last night that youth is no hindrance. CJ Stroud was absolutely sensational. But going into Jerry's world is a big ass, Shane. You'd have to think the Cowboys are hungry. They haven't won uh, a Lombardi trophy. They haven't lifted the Super Bowl in, in 30 years. Um, I, I fancy the Cowboys to, to do that. The Packers are capable, but I, I just think they've a few injuries on the defensive side of things. To, to me, the game of this weekend is the Lions and the Rams. I mean, these are two teams who swapped quarterbacks a few years ago. Matthew Stafford then won a Super Bowl with the Rams. He's had a couple of injuries. This year, it's a very young Rams team. The Lions won the NFC North for the first time in 30 years. Detroit is known as the factory of sadness, but Dan Campbell has certainly changed all of that. This could should be a real humdinger of a game. Um, I think two defences that... Because for the Rams, it's a talent side of things. The Lions, they just haven't gotten to where they want to get to. I think the Rams are capable of, of springing a surprise. Tomorrow, the in, the game, the Bills and the Steelers got pushed because of the weather. And that was because of the fear of having 70,000 people on, a, on the freeway and already stretched emergency services. I think the Steelers will be a little bit peeved about that. I think their they're best... Uh, shock probably came because that wasn't cold weather that was snow and with snow you're definitely and the wind you're definitely talking about a ground game the Bills should overcome there and I think the Eagles who were the story of last year Shane they were the everybody was talking about them but I can see Baker Mayfield being a little bit like the the Undertaker getting up off the canvas. Everyone thought <laughs> Baker's career was done. Uh, he was playing with the the Browns. He was the the first overall pick. They let him go. He went to LA for the Rams last year when Stafford was injured. He didn't really perform there. The Bucks took a chance, basically signed him on a very very cheap deal, and he has been impressive I can't say they've been absolutely magnificent but they have been impressive and the Eagles oh, they've completely derailed you could be looking there at potentially if they were to lose tomorrow night that Nick Sirianni a year on after leading them to the Super Bowl and leading at half time he could very well be out of a job you're talking about out of a job Bill Belichick what happened there yeah, I mean, what a what a week it's been in terms of the, the changes in the, the league. We've seen Pete Carroll go and Bill Belichick, uh, you know, the, the man who was in charge in New England for a quarter of a century. Um, but life after Tom Brady has not gone very well for the Patriots. I don't think he was helped, Shane, by the fact that the, it has emerged that the Patriots had put a succession plan in place. And it reminded me a little bit of years ago when Alex Ferguson first, we're talking, what, 20 years? When Alex Ferguson first announced that he was going to leave and retire. Yeah. Um, and 
everything really fell apart for Manchester United during that season. I think the Patriots didn't help things behind the scenes because Jared Mayo has been named as the new head coach, but the players knew a year ago that he was the guy who was going to take over. We will see Bill Belichick coach elsewhere. He wants to continue going. And the interesting thing is, I think keep an eye on Pete Carroll because Pete, um, it was talk last week in the press conference with the Seahawks that he might get a role upstairs. But Pete himself keeps talking about how he feels very energetic. He feels like he competed hard. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Pete Carroll was to throw his name into the ring for a number of the vacancies that are around the the league. And after all, both of those gentlemen are only 72. Uh, You're talking about, you know, the the two most likely candidates for the U.S. presidential election at the end of the year are going to be much older than that. So why can't they continue in the NFL? A few kind of questions to ask you away from the NFL. The first one I want to ask you is uh, Ross Bulger, the leash footballer. He was a DCU student. He went on trials over in America looking to be a place kicker. Uh, I've seen a bit about him. It was, I, was, I don't really know who he ended up going to. What, what, what's the word on that? Yeah, so Ross went Ross went over um, and has had a, a pretty decent uh, first season, you'd have to, to say. He went to Idaho State. Um, kind of as a as a kicker and a, a punter, and it will be fascinating to to see um, you know how how it goes for him. He's done he's done well there um, certainly. Um, he like in in the uh, he won game where he had four punts over fifty yards, which is very very impressive. Um, there is a, a lot of competition, you would have to say, um, you know, as guys move, look to move into the, the league. And one of the things, Shane, I think that people should probably keep an eye on, it's a bit like Dan Whelan. Dan went through, um, got the first opportunity, and it didn't work out with the Saints, but he went to the XFL, had an absolutely magnificent season, and then got a second opportunity in uh, with, with the, the Packers and has really taken advantage of that so sometimes, particularly when it comes to kickers and punters, the path can be a little bit rocky. Harrison Butker, who is the, the Chiefs kicker, has been so key to them and their kind of new dynasty they've taken over from the Patriots. He didn't start out the the, the Chiefs either. So it, it's an interesting one when it comes to kicking and punting. Um, uh, but it's great to see we've a veritable production line at this point. Um, you know, we've David Shannon as well in Georgia Tech, uh, who are going to be playing in Croke Park. So there's quite a few talented Irishmen beginning to make their way through the college ranks. I'm going to mention it because you mentioned it, and I know I'm very much aware it's the Irish NFL show. It's not the Irish XFL show or the Irish USFL show, or indeed what it has become, the Irish UFL show. The XFL, the USFL are joining forces to become the United Football League. That's been confirmed since, I think, the end of December. What way is that going to work? Are you going to be following that journey along with The Rock, Dwayne Johnson and the rest of them? I think it's great that that is the way it's gone, right? Because there is room for a developmental league, certainly. And it offers a platform potentially for, you know, guys from this side of the Atlantic, another opportunity. And we have seen guys who've gone, um, you know, played in um, the the USFL or the XFL previously, who've then come into to the league. Uh, PJ Walker is one guy who stands out. I played a few games for the Browns this year. 
Um, ben DiNucci um, was with the Cowboys, is now with the Broncos as a backup quarterback. And, and there are other guys as well. I, I think, it you know, there's such a long off-season in the NFL, Shane. Like, the Super Bowl is going to end in mid-February. There will not be competitive football again until the first couple of weeks of September. There is a place for it. And the fact that the two leagues have come together, it was crazy they were going to compete against one another because it's never going to rival, realistically, the NFL. But if they can use it as a developmental league, if they can get eyes on it in uh, that, and if they can have a couple of players that make their way from the league into the NFL then it is certainly possible for it to be sustainable. And there are huge swathes of America that don't have a professional football team in the NFL. So it's, you know, those people, the opportunity to go along and see professional football, there's plenty of interest there. What do you have coming up on the Irish NFL show anyway, Colm? Our, our big piece is we are delighted to be welcoming the legendary journalist Peter King, to Dublin at the end of March. Peter is going to be doing a live show with us uh, on Thursday the 28th of March. Tickets are on sale for that one. They are selling quickly. Uh, He is a a very big name and we are uh, thrilled to be welcoming him. And we will be in uh, Vegas covering the Super Bowl as an accredited media outlet. Uh, Really looking forward to to that. Uh, The playoffs are set up that it's it should be a fantastic Super Bowl, whatever two teams end up getting there. So, yeah, a really exciting couple of months ahead, Shane. We're looking forward to a column. No doubt you won't be a stranger as we approach the Super Bowl. Thanks very much for taking the time to chat with myself and Robbie today, even though Robbie never even spoke. Well, Sorry, you're, Colm. You're so arrogant, Robbie. Good to see you, Colm. Good to see you and hear you. <laughs> Colm, thanks, thanks very much, sir. Thanks very much, lads. Thanks Best of luck. Colm Cronin there from the Irish NFL show, filling in on everything. Well... NFL, not just Irish NFL.